Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Jingle Tits. <laughs> <laughs> and this anyway. is your holiday special of How to Not Get Killed. <laughs> I couldn't even... I couldn't. I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> Did you know you were going to say no. that? <laughs> I was like, as as you said, hi, I'm Haley. I was like, I have to do something Christmas related. And Jingle Tits was the first thing That's that happened. Perfect. But then I started laughing. I can't deliver jokes well. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> I oh, I am actually the worst at that. When If it's a joke that I genuinely think is funny, I can't get through no, it. No, no. I think it's too <laughs> I'm funny. Crying, I'm laughing for everybody. It's also because <laughs> the reason why I also hesitated and then was just like Jingle Tits was because I was trying to think of the one that we just dubbed me in our group chat. And oh, now eggnog, eggnog mama. Eggnog mama. Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't I couldn't remember. So I was like, it's jingle tits. <laughs> That's perfect. So all right. Yeah. If any if any of you feel so inclined around the holidays, you're welcome to call Becky Jingle Tits. I'm okay with it. Or eggnog mama. I've been taking that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a new one. That's a new one. That's a new one. I did tell Drew, I was like, oh, the girls want to call me eggnog mama now instead of Binky. And he was just he was upset because he calls me Binky. Because yeah, Binky's, of it, like, a, Binky's just, a great name. He, yeah, he really likes the Binky Bop. Like, the, yeah. he's got to have the Bop at the end, though. Like, of course. Well, it's like any pet name. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's li- funny. Not to say you're a pet, but like a, pet, a pet name <laughs> as a category of yeah. nickname. Um, it evolves yeah. over time. It does. It just, it like slowly becomes just sounds where it's just like Murpy Derp or something. Like, it just, <laughs> yeah. it just changes into sound effects instead of like actual words. Yeah, exactly. So, so Binky Bop. I like Binky it. Binky Bop. It's okay. Yeah. No, we're allowed to still call you that. It's just now there's an additional... Yeah, name. only for the holidays, really. It's a holiday. Yeah, I, we wouldn't call you that in, like, I July. I mean, you can Christmas in July. Yeah, but only if we're having well, eggnog. Then let's maybe. have some fucking eggnog. I don't know. I don't know I'm not opposed it. to it. I'm never opposed to eggnog. I know. I've been making yeah. some, like, eggnog lattes lately. Hell yeah, you've been. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's good. My own okay. my own version of, like, the... Starbucks does that, right? They do. I actually haven't tried their eggnog latte. I don't think latte. I've tried theirs either. I don't know why. It, it's good. I, I, like... I don't know if anyone's, like, questioning that, but eggnog is actually really good in coffee. I See, I wanted to try it, but I, I get scared. I don't know why I get scared. I know. I think it's because it's, like, you know, it's an it eggy... Feels... But to me, it's more of, like, it's a creamy sort of beverage. Yeah. So, like, to me, I'm, like, it's almost like adding cream to my coffee, but, well, like, a, it a more, like, extravagant... Yeah. Version of that, it tastes really good. Yeah. I here's the thing with eggnog specifically. We're gonna we're talking about eggnog for a second. Just, <laughs> we have been decided. for a few seconds. Yeah. Um, I feel like the reason why some people don't like eggnog is because the word eggnog sounds disgusting. It it does. It actually sounds nasty. Like yeah. if I think of it separate from how I associate it, it's just like that actually sounds vile. Yeah, yeah. Calling something a nog is not necessarily like, gonna make me want to drink it. No, because it reminds <laughs> me of like log and then i think of like mm-hmm. a turd and then it's just like an egg turd i don't know it's just gross <laughs> like <laughs> it just sounds gross yeah and it, and i think it's it's because like the traditional drink does like if you were going to make it at home like you do have eggs in it but i was explaining it to someone the other day like because they were like kind of i think put off by that but i'm like yeah but there are other things um in like cocktails like there's so many cocktails that have egg whites in them that i've really? had yeah like a um, you can do it in like a version of a whiskey sour and stuff, but it's not, it doesn't taste like you're drinking egg whites. Like it's mm. whipped almost into like a foamy, like, like airy kind of thing. And then it's blended with like okay. liquor and 
juices and things like that and it just kind of makes it like almost have like a smooth mm. like creamy maybe you're sort of already texture so to it. liquored up that you don't even notice yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly but yeah so it's sort of like there it, it's not as weird as i think some people think it is but it, to me it just tastes like a nice creamy drink yeah. it tastes like creamy and sp- and like spicy with like, like nutmeg nutmeg yeah. and um the warm fuzzies like allspice and all that stuff yeah and cinnamon it's good, it's good coziness yeah it's a great yeah great drink it's good yeah I don't, yeah. Here we go. Here eggnog, we go. sponsor us. Yeah, just eggnog <laughs> just in general. Just eggnog the drink. Do you have a favorite brand? Um. So my mom buys the Evan Williams eggnog. Which, what's the so, carton look like? It's not at the grocery store. It's at the liquor store. So it comes like pre-mixed with. Oh, it's just. Usually it's, eggnog people will put rum in it, I believe. But okay. this one, Evan Williams is bourbon. So it's got, it's already like pre-mixed. It's almost oh. like Bailey's where it's like you can okay. you can keep it for a long yeah. time because it has alcohol in it as like that preservative. Yeah. And it's really good. Okay. My my mom is nuts about it. Like she gives them out as Christmas gifts and stuff like okay. that. So and she's always like I have yet to receive one, funny. Because, <laughs> because she does so many client gifts yeah. and stuff every yeah. every holiday. She'll go to the either the grocery store or Costco and she'll get like 20 boxes of cookies or whatever. Yep. And then she'll and then like usually it would be like a bottle of wine or Bailey's. But then once we started drinking this a few years ago i think it's like relatively hmm. new okay um but it sells out really quickly oh because rose goes in the first day it comes out and it's gone <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's the chicken or the egg like i don't know but she's always like every year she's like, like first week of december empty she's like i have I to go she drove to like she didn't drive specifically to get this but she had to go out of town and then she made like she kind of went quite a bit out of her way she went to wallaceburg because they had like oh, 11 far. yeah she was going somewhere kind of on the way but no. She's like, yeah, I called Wallaceburg. They have 11 of them. So I asked them to hold them for me. And they asked how many did they want, did I want them to hold? And she said all of them. And they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so she'll buy like <laughs> so 30 bottles eggnog mama. Eggnog <laughs> and give them out as gifts and stuff. Because oh, it is it is really good. I'll have to try that. I'll have to try that. I'll wait to see, you know, what Rose gets me for Christmas though. Because... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that's so funny I've had like I was at a poker night the other night and my friend was drinking it and I was like oh yeah my mom's got like 20 bottles or whatever give out for Christmas gifts he said the same thing he's like oh so I'm gonna go over to get get my Christmas gifts (laughs) it's funny because you're out here telling everybody she gives them as gifts and nobody's getting them we're like where the fuck are our gifts (laughs) yeah no it's very good so I would highly recommend that all right I'll try that one for anyone that has that available in their vicinity I'll try that one but yeah I think the lady at the LSBO said that um it comes out like late November okay good and then it's like by like middle of December like you can't find it anywhere screwed so you got to get early yeah yeah I'll just next time Rose is shopping I'll just say grab a few extra for me yeah (laughs) since she gets there early uh what do we got on the dock it's Christmas week yes it is the week of like of Christmas because Christmas is on a weekend this year which is so weird bizarre it's throwing everyone out of whack yeah like my dad I was just over there and he's like when is Christmas? Tuesday? And I was like, no, it's on Sunday. He's like, I don't know. I just know it's on a weird day. He's like, I don't like it. Cancel it. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. And, and New Year's too. Like Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve are both on a Saturday this year, which is so weird to me. Which I, okay. So New Year's I can get on board with, but Christmas Eve. Yeah. I feel like for some reason, well, I feel like it needs to be in the middle of the week. I don't know why. Yeah. Like New Year's, it's convenient that it's on a Saturday yeah. for people like that work and stuff during yeah. the week and all that. And Christmas Eve too. Like that is, that it's all on the weekend. It's convenient, but it's just not used to it i guess it only happens what every seven years is that how often happens well because every because every year like the day of the week it moves one day yeah it does yeah well doesn't the leap year mess that up (laughs) (laughs) don't even get me started (laughs) i I have no idea you know i had to do that though (laughs) so is it every eight 
I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know these things. Okay, I just cancel it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is Christmas. And this is Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, happy whatever you're celebrating. Of course. Happy yeah. all of the happy holidays. Holidays, everything. Yeah. Um, if anyone has any sort of a holiday-related case that you would like us to do like for next year around this time or any holidays throughout the year yeah let us know um but christmas seems like crime still happens it does unfortunately it really does still happen yeah um so yeah um but christmas seems like a an easy one it's just an it's just easy for me yeah you just type in christmas then and And then whatever all of the horrible things that happen yeah yeah pick pick your poison because there's a lot (laughs) so this one is like this is an old-timey one oh oh it's almost like Oh wait, we have a patron to go over before oh, we get yeah, into the yeah, case. Yeah. So so we want to welcome our newest patron. And I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'm gonna say it two ways that I think it's pronounced. You can go right ahead and rip me a new one later and tell me how it's actually pronounced. <laughs> but you know I'm not gonna pronounce it right anyways. So welcome and ladish or laddish. Either way, we love you. Thank you so much. Welcome. 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 <laughs> welcome. 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 <laughs> so yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for signing up. Yeah. We love it when you guys sign up. We, we do. So we like, love it. We still we still message each other the yeah, second we, do. we see it. And we're like, oh, yeah, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's ever going to go away. Even if there's like millions of you guys, we're still going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to be texting each other like and just every the, second. The, yeah. Yeah. If we ever get to that if, point. I was just going to say, I don't yeah. want to be presumptuous. But like, you're like, one when day, we get like there. <laughs> 18 times a day. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. Ready. Okay. So, yeah. So I found this one in like, again, when I Googled like Christmas stuff. And then I went. There was, like, one page where it was, like, Christmas, like, paranormal cases and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. This one is sort of, like, it is a little paranormal, but it starts out not that way. Okay. Um, All right. I'm in. So this is – it's almost, like, one of those things where historians have looked into it and it's one of – it's – we almost don't know. Is it, like, a legend? Where – did it come from truth? A lot of people believe it did, but, like, there's, like, a lot of things they can't sort of verify. But it's, like, something that is regardless, like, kind of, like – the story has carried on through the ages. Okay. Okay. So so some of you in the UK might very well know this story because this is kind of where it comes from. It comes from England. Um, so this is the story of the mistletoe bride. Okay. Or a lot of titles I found was the mistletoe bow, but I don't know if maybe that's a different maybe so that's just an like old, a different word that maybe they that's use? an old timey word for a bride. I don't oh. know. I'm not sure. Bow? Yeah, like B O U G H. B O Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know about that one. <laughs> the way your, yeah, your like, face oh, was like, oh. oh. I was trying to figure it out. I was yeah. like, yeah. So no, we're going to go with the mistletoe bride. We'll do that because yeah. that one I can I can understand. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> okay, so the story first appeared in print in the poem called Ginevra in the book called Italy by Samuel Rogers. So this book was published in 1822. Oh, that's a long time ago. So th- this this story appeared in that book in the form of a poem. Samuel Rogers stated that in his notes, like for the book, he said, and I quote, the story is, I believe, founded on fact. Though the time and the place are uncertain, many old houses lay claim to it, end quote. So some of the houses in England that lay claim to this story include, um, in Hampshire, there's Bramshill House and Marwell Hall. Okay. In Cornwall, there is Castle Hornick. Okay. In Berkshire, there is Basildon Grotto. Okay. In Oxfordshire, there is Minster Level Hall. In Rutland, there's Exton Hall. In Norfolk, 
there is Brockdish Hall, and in Somerset, there's Baudrip Rectory. So this is why I think it's hard to pin down the story, because there's okay. a lot of, like, old castles and manors and, and in England that, okay. like, claim the story. So that, I think yeah, it's hard to lot. find its origin. Okay. But there is one that most people believe it comes from. Um, so I'll get to that. But the tale was was further popularized in the 1830s, so shortly after the book came out, when it was turned into a song called The Mistletoe Bow, written by Thomas Haynes Bally and Sir Henry Bishop. Okay. By the 1860s, so a few de- decades later, the song was considered one of the most popular songs ever written and was referred to as a national Christmas song that was sung within most English households around the holidays. Okay. So... That's why I'm saying, like, people from England, you might know the song, so you therefore you might know the story. Um, but this was very new to me. Okay. This so, is brand new to me. Yeah. So most accounts of what I've read trace the story back to the disappearance of a bride at Bramshill House in Hampshire, England. So that was the first one that I mentioned. Okay. Um, and then I, I thought I, – I, I started looking into it and – I'm just going to do a little brief history of this actual house because, like I said, most accounts that I read believe that this is this is the house where this story kind of originated. Okay, okay. So the land itself that Bramshill House now sits on, because it's still standing, um, was privately owned dating back to 1086. Ooh. But it wasn't until Sir Thomas Foxley bought the land that the house was built, like that an actual house was built on it. So Sir Thomas Foxley built the house between 1351 and 1360. Okay. And then the, the this house- This very old-timey. Very old-timey, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, this wasn't just the 90s. This no, is no, old-timey. No, no. Yeah, this isn't even 100 years ago. We're talking about like a thousand a years ago. A gajillion years ago. Um, no, not that the story happened, but that the yes. land was being passed around, I guess. <laughs> um, so the house exchanged hands a few more times, um, even being owned by- King Henry VIII at one point. Oh, interesting. Before it was bought by Lord Zouche, oh. I think is how you would pronounce that. Okay. Um, who was a noted statesman, adventurer, and philosopher of the Elizabeth Elizabethan period. Imagine just being like a noted adventurer. I know. You're like, oh, I'm known just, for your adventures. Uh, yeah, I'm an adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just like, that's like, too that'd be like the best title It'd to be have. Like, well, what do you do though? Just I go on adventures. <laughs> like, and just like keep it vague. You just go explore. You just like get I a ship adventure. and go explore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He was a noted adventurer. I love it. And philosopher. Um, so not, not me <laughs> Lord. so Lord Zouche bought the property in 1605 okay. yeah. he demolished a large part of the house and then built the magnificent mansion that is Bramshell House today so okay. if you google Bramshell House like what comes up is basically what Lord Zouche built when he bought the property Okay. Um, he is also responsible for the walled gardens the maze and the lake now on the property so I think there's like a hedge maze or something hmm. like that. There's like, there's some Those pretty are elaborate. so intense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a pretty elaborate like walled garden and there's like, yeah, a little lake and everything. It's like a, the, the property itself is gorgeous. Hmm. Um, it is. So the house is shaped like a capital E. Okay. Sort of. Like when I Googled it, it this is how it's described. When I Googled it, it's not like exactly like an E, but basically what they're saying is that like the front of the house has like three, prongs. three protruding prongs. Okay. And the um, main entrance is in like the middle prong. Okay. That's so what I would like, imagine wa- it would be anyways. Yeah. So yeah. you walk into it and then – so that's that's why it's kind of like – that's how it's built if you're picturing this. Okay. But again, you can Google it and see 
what it actually looks like. Um, high above the entrance was a grand statue of Lord Zeus himself in full armor. Oh, I gotta have a grand statue of, of myself. Of course. Like, to. if you were gonna build this massive house, right? and you're like, and then whoever owns it from here on out will just has to deal with look me. up and here I am. Here I am, probably <laughs> nude, just doing some weird pose. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Gotta have a you have to. statue of yourself. Yes. Um, With all of its great oak paneled halls, salons, numerous apartments, and apparently many secret chambers. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Bramshaw House was one of the largest and most beautiful mansions in England and was considered a monument to Elizabethan architecture. Okay. So this was like a big, big deal. It's a deal. big deal. Like it was a huge house. It like, well, when you look at pictures, like it's... I'm excited. It's, it's hard to even imagine anybody living yeah. there. I like, didn't want to be rude and pick up my phone and start looking at pictures, but I want to Yeah, I think in the last like 100 years, it's been used as like a hospital or like a oh. college or whatever. Like it's a huge okay. building. But it, like back then, people were like, "This is my home. This is just welcome where I, to my humble this is abode." Where I casually live and sometimes watch Netflix because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, they had Netflix back then. <laughs> yeah. The house then exchanged hands a couple more times until it was bought by Sir John Cope okay. in 1699, okay. and it remained in the Cope family, so in his like family throughout his descendants for the next 263 years. Okay. Give or take. Like, I've read things that say that they still owned it well into, like, the 1900s. So that would be more than 263 years. But at least 263 years. It's a long time to keep it in the family. Um, So Sir John Cope, I'm unsure of which one because basically, like, throughout my research, it said that, like, everyone in the family basically was named John. Like, all the men were named John. No. You know what? Which sucks. Um, PSA to everybody. Stop doing that. It gets too confusing. (laughs) Um, And But but then also some of – the odd one was named Denzil. That's, like, so different from John. I agree. I Like Denzel, like Denzel Washington? Denzil, like D-E-N-Z-I-L. Oh, so different. So slightly different. Very different. (laughs) Um, So, and that will actually, there's a Denzel that will come into play later. But um, basically, Sir John Cope bought it. And then there's like, this story involves Sir John Cope. But I don't know if it's the first one or if it's like the eighth one. Like, I don't know. Who knows? I couldn't really find that family tree. And you know what? And it looks like it would be bland as fuck. John, John, John. John, 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 John. Denzel, John. Imagine being the one Denzel, though. That's like, what the fuck, guys? Like, why would you do this to me? Yeah. But basically it happened, I guess, if you're believing this story originated in Bramshell House, it happened sometime within that 263 years that it was owned by the Cope family. Um, so that would be sometime between 1699 and 1822. So, so right about like, the time the book that came out. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, yeah, well, basically, wait, what was it? I think it was 1820 something. Sorry. I, I wrote, it would have had to have happened between when Sir John Cope bought the house and uh, when Samuel Rogers book came out. So that okay. span is 123 years. Okay. So sometime I'm, I'm thinking sometime in like the 1700s. Okay. But again, we, yeah, we we'll haven't been able to pin it, it down for and sure. And we'll just make up our own date. It works yeah, yeah, for me. yeah. 50 years, something. Give or take. <laughs> so Sir John Cope apparently had a beautiful daughter. Some stories say it was a relative. Others say it was a daughter. So I'm just going to go with his daughter. Sure. It seems more meaningful that way. Sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll just add some flair to the story. Yes. Um, she had been betrothed to Lord Lovell, a wealthy young nobleman. Mm. Now, in like all of the accounts that I've read and all of the research, of course, because this is like history and it was all written by men, they like, the, like the bride never has a name. 
Oh no, she's the right? bride. Like she doesn't get a name. Well, she's not a person. She's just she's a bride. not. Yeah. Like so, I it's mean. like Sir John Cope and Lord Level and like all these stuff, whatever, all these like noble people that are mentioned. But like, it's just the bride. <laughs> she's just a beautiful Lord bride. Level's bride. Yeah. Oh, God, man, what an so awful time to be I took alive. It, yeah, so I took it upon myself to name her. Let's name her. What's her name? So that I, Beatrice. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, okay. I wanted to go with like a name, sort of like of the times. Yeah, and I feel you like go. I feel like Beatrice is kind of I carried just, throughout the ages. I do you know? like Beatrice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, and I was just like, I don't want to be referring to her as the bride. No, like, she's a person. She had no, a name. That's not very fem- feminist of us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so her name is now henceforth Beatrice. <laughs> she is now dubbed <laughs> Beatrice. <the fun. laughs> yeah. That was so good. Yeah. I had to. <laughs> so yeah. So Lord Level. And Beatrice were due to be married. It sounds like from what I've read, like they were both young and like I would imagine excited about this marriage. I'm imagining they were excited because like when they keep saying like the wealthy young nobleman, of course that could still be a bad situation. But I'm in my head, I'm like, it's nice that I'm not having to picture this like young, like beautiful 16 year old girl being buried off to like a 50 year old man. Because that happened. Because it did happen. And Absolutely. That, that's like pretty much the only thing that fucking happened. Yeah. So, so, so I'm imagining that nice. they're at least happy She's that they're like, like score. I at least got one that can still get it up. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus. Exactly. So I'm picturing them being like super happy. Yeah, you know, they're like, we're both young. We're both hot. We're yeah, getting married. We this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so the wedding was supposed to take place at Bramshill House because Sir John Cope was like it's my daughter and so I have So sorry this- about that. <laughs> this big water glorp. <laughs> Um, Sir John Cope was like I have the most magnificent fucking house in all the land. So yeah. like why don't we just have the wedding here? Well, why not? Yeah. yeah. So and it was supposed to take place the wedding was supposed to happen very close to Christmas. Okay. So as this was like a holiday wedding, um, the whole house was like mistletoe hung all around the mansion, like yeah. festive decor. Everyone's just smacking They were like, lips we're going to do, <laughs> yeah, like Christmas themed everything. Yeah. So throughout the famous song, I'm going to recite the lyrics to you. She's going to sing a full ballad, guys. <laughs> She's doing it. And, uh, <laughs> um, but I'm going to do it in parts because like if I read you the whole song, it would spoil the whole story. Okay. I like this. Okay. Yeah. So the first two verses of the song recite. Okay. The mistletoe hung in the castle hall, the holly branch shone on the old oak wall, and the baron's retainers were blithe and gay and keeping their Christmas holiday. The baron beheld with a father's pride his beautiful child, young Lovell's bride, while she, while she with her bright eyes seemed to be a star of the goodly company. Okay. So moving on. Okay. So apparently weddings at this time were like pretty wild occasions. Yes. I know that like weddings can still be wild in certain, but I, yeah. I guess it's like, nah, like you've never seen a yeah, wedding like nah, this you before. Don't know shit. <laughs> um, there was a quote that I found from like a blog that was explaining about like weddings of this time. So it says, the wedding festivities, even in the noblest families, were often condu- conducted with a gaiety and abandon than would have been seemed would have seemed shocking to the refined tastes of the modern age. I got to I got to know what's so shocking about it. Like it basically sounds like everybody would get like super drunk and just like party their lives away and like there was food and just like it sounds like it just went on for like a long time. It said they said men would even fight for pieces of the bride's quote intimate apparel. So like I picture like a garter toss 
but like men okay. are jousting for it. They're like, like, I want that song. They're like <laughs> drunken, smashing steins over each other's heads and stuff. And they're like, no, I want her panties. Like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I'm going to be ruining your wedding. This is what we're doing now. We're canceling all the plans. That's what's happening. Oh, oh also, I thought about this for my own wedding. Okay. Apparently the tradition was that the wedding guests insisted on arranging the newlyweds on the nuptial couch. Pardon me. So, like... <laughs> Pardon me. So, it's, like, basically, like, like to consummate the marriage, everyone knows you have to have sex, right? Everyone's and I guess like, there was, like, watch. some sort of nuptial not, not couch proof. that I'm... I don't... I think they would leave them to it, but it was, like, no. but the guests would, like, pose <laughs> them. <laughs> With the binoculars and everything <laughs> sitting in, like, like, a... <laughs> just imagine this. Imagine, like, if you had the control to pose a newlywed couple yeah. in the position just, that they have to have sex Yeah, in. <laughs> just get it going, guys. Get it popping. How creative would you get? Oh, so creative. <laughs> you, I actually don't even think you want to know what I would do to you guys. <laughs> you would be like, get the fuck out. I can't do this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it just That's sounds, hilarious. like, wild. It sounds, sounds hilarious and, like, it. very We're doing this. free-spirited and sort of, like, no one's really... No one gives a shit. Like, that's honestly what it sounded like. It was just like, we're just going to party and everyone's just going to have the time of their lives. Yeah, that's what we need to, like, reinstate now. Yeah. It's happening. We're making it a thing. We're going to make it a new trend. Absolutely. It's happening. So, considering the, like, grandness of Bramshell House as it was at this point, the wedding, as you can imagine, as everything I just described, was, like, a humongous lavish event (laughs) the house was filled with well-known guests of high status from all over the country it was overflowing with food wine and spirits um a huge wild boar was roasted and stuffed and displayed on a large platter of course 200 geese and 200 ducks were cooked for like the wedding meal oh my goodness that's a lot (laughs) that's a lot of food that's 400 I know, and and the boar, and, like, and a boar is not a small animal. No, they're not. And also, geese aren't small either. No, no. Also, like, do geese even taste good? I don't know. I've heard of people eating goose, but like, I I don't know. Like, because duck, I, I've, I've had. I've and tried I like duck. I like I, duck. It's not bad. Yeah, it, I don't think it's like my favorite meat, but like, I mean. I, I imagine goose would maybe be similar. Okay. But it, so this was all cooked for, and I'm I'm going to explain this because I actually had to find this out for my own goddamn wedding. Um, me and Luke were so confused. Oh, so this was cooked for the wedding breakfast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pause for a okay. moment. Okay. So Luke and I, um, for some of you that don't know, Luke and I are getting married in the UK and like looking at the wedding packages and things like that and like talking with like the people and things like that so there was like a brochure we're looking at for the place that we did book and it says like oh like what can be included three course wedding breakfast but we we also know that like it's what's included is that because everyone's staying overnight at the venue we get breakfast the next day which is great it's gonna be like a full like scottish breakfast you know i love my breakfast i know which we're stoked about but then they're in the brochure when they're talking about like the dinner packages and stuff and it's like three course wedding breakfast and i'm saying look i'm like it must be a typo or something you know um but then i was talking to a vendor about like flowers and stuff and they're like yeah so like for your and then we can bring them into this room for like the breakfast breakfast or whatever and in my head i'm just thinking i'm like i talked to luke and i was like okay what if we're getting this wrong like what if we booked a venue and they're only giving us breakfast like we don't get a dinner yeah you know and i started getting like worried (laughs) and then i just googled it like it took like 20 seconds so basically it's a british like tradition to call whatever meal you're having whatever time of day for a wedding your wedding meal is called the wedding breakfast oh 
I think it might come from like old, old English where okay. it's like, you know how it's like breaking your fast is like breakfast? Yes. I'm wondering if maybe it's coming from yeah. something like that where it's like starting the marriage, st- like, like starting yeah, the you're celebration. You're breaking your fast by like having food, whereas yeah. we associate breakfast with like a specific Morning. time of day. Yeah. So basically a wedding breakfast just means like your wedding meal. Oh, so there's no fucking breakfast? So there, no, no, we do get breakfast. Okay. <laughs> Well, you can't tell me. I you can't say to me you're having a three course delicious ass incredible breakfast and then be like, oh, it's actually just a wedding dinner. I know. No, no, so. no. I know. Don't worry. I'll I'm double check. Coming. Don't worry. I'll double check. <laughs> I'm revoking my RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's the wedding breakfast, but the, to us it would be like a wedding dinner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm back in. And I love how everyone's like, oh, Scotland will be great. You don't have a language barrier or anything. And me no, and Luke no. are running around. We're like, fuck. Googling it's everything. <laughs> it's breakfast. <laughs> Uh, yeah so anyway that was a fun little i like it all right so um enormous amounts of alcohol were served from sir john cope's store of rare uh of like a rare wine collection that he had and musicians played and sang while people indulged and danced in the great hall and like it was just like a big massive fun event love it yeah it honestly sounds like a great time it does it really does sounds good good. although it sounds like the wedding of the century, obviously. <laughs> Which I'm sure it was. It was a lot and um, possibly, like, too tiring for Beatrice to, like, partake in all night long. Because as the story goes, later in the evening, and, like, this also might be, like, they could have started the wedding at, like, 8 in the morning. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I that that's kind of what I'm assuming. So, later in the evening... Or, sorry, more in, like, the afternoon, I think, um, she started to get, like, a little tired. And then she was also, like, maybe just wanting to get away from the noise and the boisterousness of all of it. Yeah. So she brought her groom, Lord Lovell, and a few of the younger wedding guests, like, around their age, out from the Great Hall. And she proposed, like, why don't we play a game instead? (laughs) Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? (laughs) It it got creepy really quick. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) She suggested they play hide and seek. No, you never play hide and seek. That's the scariest game ever. I know. The second someone's like, we're playing hide and seek, I'm like, who's dying? Well, also, wouldn't it be so tempting in a place like that? It really would be. Yeah. But it would be so fucking scary. I I get scared too easy. I remember when I worked at the movie theater and like we'd have staff shows. And so it would be like after all the movies were out, we'd have to start it at like one in the morning because it would have to be like all the like no, guests that's were so gone. scary. And, and in we would theater too. We would oh, play hide and haunted. seek. It's yeah, haunted. yeah, I know. <laughs> no, and, we, and so everyone scary. just split up and go wherever and like hide in the theaters and stuff. And uh, it was like, yeah, it was okay, fun. Okay, okay. I'm so in. imagine this house with all its like one zillion rooms and it's and, secret chambers and there's secret chambers. Yeah, you remembered. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. yeah. So the rules were okay. that Beatrice would there hide. There were no rules. <laughs> Street rules. (laughs) Um, The rules were that Beatrice would hide herself and then the first man to find her would be allowed to give her a kiss. (laughs) This sounds... Oh, she wants to cheat right away. (laughs) (laughs) I was reading that and I was like, I don't know if this is like a traditional game or something played, but like sounds like a recipe for your first fucking fight as a married couple, if you ask me. Um, Like, imagine you saying that. Luke would be like, Haley, I don't want to play this game. (laughs) He's like... I know. I think like... I'm wondering if the point of it was like to motivate the groom, like that's like you better find your girl or yeah. else like, someone else gets yeah. Otherwise, Mister Steal your girl's yeah. coming. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the bride asked for five minutes, and then she would go and hide herself, and then people could start searching. So. Okay. 
I don't know. To me, five minutes doesn't seem like a very long time for a house that big. She could be really fast. You don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I wonder if this is maybe why people speculate whether she already knew she w- where she was going to hide. Like, okay. she had been in this house. Like, okay. she'd grown up in it or whatever. So, she, like, she knew the all the, like, secret yeah. spots and stuff like that. So, she was like, all I need is five minutes and then, like, you can come and look for me. Um, so, the guests waited five minutes and then they started searching. Um Obviously, like, Lord Level was the one who wanted to be, like, first to find her. So he was determined. <laughs> um, they searched the house for several hours. Jeez. Considering, like, how big this house was, I don't I don't think anyone was alarmed right away um, or even worried. Because, again, it's, it's one of those things where it would probably take hours to search it. It would probably take hours just to get to, like, from one end to the other. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> the west wing to the east wing yeah. to the north wing, like, to, yeah. The, yeah, to the the gardens. To the 37th yeah. level. Like. <laughs> like, I'm even thinking, like I said, I'm thinking about when we used to play this at the movie theater. And, like, we would be looking for people for, like, over an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? If people hid really well. <laughs> because some people Some people are really good creative. hiders. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so they were searching for hours. They at first thought it was hilarious. They were like, wow, she's like making fools out of us. Like she <laughs> obviously is a very good hide and seek player. Yeah. Um, and they did like they figured maybe she had like planned this or like she yeah. already ha- knew of a really like really good hiding place exactly. that they would never find. Yeah. That you'd only know of if you lived in the house. Um, but like they did expect to find her eventually. Yeah. So as the hours did, like, pass by, then eventually they got worried. So guests and servants were divided into, like, search parties to to search the whole house, like, top to bottom to ensure that, like, nothing was missed. Um, The day turned into evening and the evening into night, and they still had not found Beatrice. Hmm. Every room, every closet, every corner of the house was searched. And... By the time the wedding was over, they still hadn't found her. So Hmm. naturally, rumors and theories kind of swirl because this is obviously weird. Um, One of the most common ones was that, like, she had developed cold feet and she had used the game to, like, flee from her new group. I mean, hey, maybe. Which I think to people that seemed like the most logical explanation. I mean, it is. I guess. Because they're like, how could we not find her? Um, But then, like, days passed weeks months and eventually years jeez and beatrice was never found or heard from what the fuck so where is she so (laughs) so the next verse of the song goes they sought her that night and they sought her next day and they sought her in vain while a week passed away in the highest the lowest the loneliest spot young lovell sought wildly wildly but found her not hmm Apparently, Lord Lovell never believed for a minute that Beatrice would run away. Okay. So maybe they they were probably super in love. Yeah. So I believe they were excited about their marriage, and he was absolutely heartbroken at the tragedy it had become. Just, like, I mean, not even after the wedding, like, during the wedding. where could she have gone? Yeah. So, and it's also, like, at this time, I mean, where would a young girl go where she could like technically survive on her own yeah. you know what i mean yeah eventually you would probably have to come back and be like hey dad yeah i, I didn't want to marry that yeah. dude and also like <laughs> you know it, in the time period that we're in women don't have respect i can't really just that's start what a i new mean you somewhere. can't just like go and start a light like I it mean, would be she's very, nameless like it'd be difficult yeah yeah um 
But Lord Lovell was sure, like, that something terrible had happened to her because he just didn't believe that she had run away. Yeah. And he felt strongly that it had happened inside Bramshill House. Okay. Like, he didn't believe she ever stepped foot outside the house. Yeah. And so he didn't want to leave the house um, as it was the last place he had seen Beatrice and the last place they had been happy, I would imagine. So Sir John Cope, who was also grieving the loss of his daughter, welcomed Lord Lovell um, and accommodated him into his home for as long as he wanted. And um, Lord Lovell stayed. He grew old in Bramshill House. Mm. And he spent the rest of his life searching for his lost bride. His determination to find her is probably what kept him alive so long. The legend has it that he searched for 50 years and became an old man, which... Um, you know, many of the young people considered him like crazy but harmless. Yeah, that he was like the old, the really the old, old guy, like, just fumbling crazy dude. For, yeah, and I don't know exactly again like how old he was when him and Beatrice were supposed to be married. But fifty years is a long time when like the average lifespan was. Well, they not probably got married at like ten because like, all. <laughs> everything was like so much younger back. <laughs> sure, but even if they were like fourteen, so yeah. like fifty years later is like sixty four. Um, and the average lifespan for men at this time was like around sixty. Yeah, so. No matter what. So, like, he was old as he fuck was, like, for this time. father time. Yeah. <laughs> so, one day, 50 years after the year of their wedding, Lord Lovell was running his hand over the old oak paneling of a room on the top floor, the way he had a hundred times over. But this time, he hit a particular spot he had not touched before, and the paneling flew open <gasps> to reveal a secret closet. The fucking secret chambers. Did he not check all of the secret chambers? Maybe he didn't know where they were. Well, or how to get plan. into them. Get the floor plan. I know. They didn't I don't think it had one. <laughs> it's only like a thousand years old, you oh, know. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> he peered inside the closet. No. And saw a single iron bound ancient oak chest covered in dust from the years it had gone unfound. No, no, no. I don't even want to know. He broke open the chest to a heart wrenching sight. One he had been dreading and longing to find his entire life. In the bottom of the ancient chest lay the skeleton of his bride, surrounded by a wedding dress that Lord Lovell recognized. Of course. The dress was yellowed and stained from 50 years without exposure to open air, and the fleshless hand of Beatrice was raised up as if pushing on the lid of the chest. Okay. Because I was going to... Okay, because I was going to be like, well, why didn't she just come out? Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. Okay. So the last verse of the song goes, And years flew by, and their grief at last was told as a sorrowful tale long past. And when Lovell appeared, the children cried, See, the old man weeps for his fairy bride. Closed with a spring and dreadful doom, the bride lay clasped in her living tomb. Hmm. So that's the nice Christmas song that I guess people in England sing. It's lovely. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't bone chilling. <laughs> like, no, it is. It is a lovely written song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just doesn't feel like a holiday song to me. No, but no, you know what? Kind of hey like, guys, if you sing this at home, all the power to you. It's kind of like that Christmas shoes song. Do you know that song? No, I don't know. Oh my god, it's like my dad's favorite Christmas song, and it makes me. It actually makes me want to like 
cry and never come out of my bedroom ever again it's like it's about this kid who's like trying to buy shoes for his mom who's like very 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 sick the whole point is about her being so sick and then he finally like scrounges up some change to buy her shoes and then goes home and she's already passed and my dad's like this is the best christmas song and i'm like pardon me this is fucking i mean i guess like i don't want to be so narrow-minded like i understand that there are christmas songs that are sad and like it's okay to have both because it's like yes the holidays are a happy time but it's like not a happy time for everyone yeah so i do get that but it's just not it's just a bit of a change from like the michael buble christmas album you know what i mean it's just a little change up i mean i don't know if i'm ready for it (laughs) so obviously beatrice had known where she was going to hide that night having that's a very strategic spot yeah having found this secret closet that opened behind the oak paneling and again she the legend has it that like she lived here so she would have known places where other people wouldn't have She stepped inside the chest and closed the lid without understanding the mechanics of the chest. I would imagine she had never been inside of it with the lid closed before. Mm -hmm. The top closed with a strong spring, which did not allow her to open the chest from the inside. Oh. Yeah. Because there was people, like, online in forums and stuff that were talking about, like, woodworkers and stuff that are like, yeah, I've, like, made a replica of this chest before. And, yeah. like, there's a working spring sort of okay. system that, like, it closes and it you can't open it from the inside. Because typically, like, you'd be storing things in it, yeah. not people. Well, so yeah. the, the items in the chest don't need to open it from the no. inside. And if, they're, if they are opening it, then holy shit. <laughs> a toy story. <laughs> toy story. Nightmare city. <laughs> Chucky. Yeah. Don't yeah. even get me started. I can't do Chucky. <laughs> okay, okay, I went too far. Um, the lid was very heavy and fitted tightly to the chest. Yeah. So it didn't allow much air inside, if any at all. Um, the yeah. closet was on the top floor of the house near a chimney where warm air would rise into and like go out. So speculation says that like that's why like no one smelled anything like no one smelled anything oh, coming from the chest like, because it was like close to a chimney where like all the air all would just be passing just like out expelling. of it yeah and not down into the house because it was on the top floor mm-hmm. um lord level triumphant and heartbroken all at the same time i would imagine had finished his lifelong quest and was finally reunited with beatrice man. and he died just a few weeks later man of course he did yeah he had found her yeah Oh, my God. That's freaking crazy. I know. Oh, that's crazy. You know what? I want to, like, write a movie based off of that story. I'm actually surprised there hasn't been. Because um, it, it would make for, like, a really good one. It would. So I found another article that kind of talked a little bit about, like, so this chest was famous okay. after, especially, like, it's been written to poems and songs and stuff. So people are probably like, where is this chest? It's still there. Um, so this chest... That stayed at Bramshill House. So, again, because the legend is sort of like other people claim this story happened at their yeah. estates and things like that. But Bramshill House had a chest. So we d- we know that it was a chest. Maybe yeah. we don't know for sure that it was the chest that she died in. But it was a a chest nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so in 1923, Captain Denzel Cope. Oh, Denzel. Heir of Sir Anthony Cope. Okay. Married Miss Edna Hilton. Um, As Edna Hilton was a young, high-status American girl, the news of her inheriting this ancient historical chest kind of, like, sparked renewed interest in the Mistletoe Bride in America. So it sort of, like, made its way over to America because of this sort of, like, marriage of, like, a 
like an American and a yeah and a like merging uh, descendant of, yeah. of the Copes. Um, and again, that's why I'm like his name is Denzel, <laughs> so he didn't get John. No. Thank God. Um, <laughs> he gets to be not special. that John is a bad name. It's just like no. for fuck's sake, like the all of you are Johns. Like, like we can't yeah. have that many. <laughs> like come on, we need some more Denzels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, newspapers printed stories about like that she was going to inherit this chest of like from this the subject of this famous song and this famous legend um and so people were wondering and speculating in like newspapers and stuff about whether she would have like experiences or anything with the chest because also remember in in 1923 like spiritualism was like at its prime yeah people very much believed that there was life after death and that you could contact spirits and all this stuff right so um so they were wondering if she would have experiences at bramshell house which many would be believed would be connected to the old chest and the mist- the mistletoe bride. Right. So the newly married Lady Edna Cope, formerly Hilton, mm-hmm. went over to England with her husband. Though they were extremely um, wealthy, and like it sounds like they owned many estates, they did stay at Bramshell House for a time, for a period of time after getting married, shortly after getting married. Um, and there were apparently occurrences there. Okay. So one guest who was an English socialite reported, and I think this was like something that was reported in the news and stuff, because again, everyone was like waiting to hear. So her quote says, during the night, I had the most terrifying experience. Shortly after midnight, I was awakened suddenly with a sensation that I was not alone in the bedroom. Oh, that's the worst sensation to have when you're supposed to be alone in you the bedroom. don't want to have that no. sensation. No. Then, from behind the ancient oak paneling, I heard noises of light hurrying footsteps. No. No, I don't like footsteps. I don't like them. Especially fast ones. No, no, that's I can't. scary. No. When she says hurrying footsteps, I'm picture like, I'm hearing, yeah. like... Yeah, no, I You know what I, I mean? Like, I <laughs> As opposed to, like... I'm, I mean, not that it would be, like, I guess, any more calming if they were, like, slow. Either way, it's terrifying, but, but at least one, you're like, I might have time. Yeah. But, like, hurrying ones feel, <laughs> feel like, like it's, like... Oh, diarrhea. It's, uh, it's too late. It's already too late <laughs> It's too late. They're already yeah. part of me. Like... What followed was even more terrifying. I heard moans of the most heart-rending kind and then strange sounds like hands beating upon a wooden partition. Nope. The moans terrified me that I... I couldn't get over this part. The moans terrified me that I fainted away. No, and you it, didn't. And it was daylight when I recovered consciousness. No, you didn't. <laughs> No. Just such a like of the time thing where it's Honestly, like women can't handle anything, so they just uh, they must faint. They all just the time. like dematerialize. <laughs> in time they're nothing. like slightly overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I must faint. Honestly, like imagine <laughs> imagine the things I would be called if just like at everything that upset me, I just fainted. fainted. Like <laughs> I would be fainting five times a day. It would be a medical emergency. <laughs> like it's just not okay. <laughs> Um, so she fainted away to, <laughs> and then she regained consciousness again in the daylight and just <laughs> levitated upwards <laughs> and floated. She said, I made an excuse for leaving the castle and I hurried away. So mm. apparently she was so terrified after sleeping there. She had to leave. Um, another, <laughs> another account from a guest says she woke up after midnight to a ghost of a girl dressed in a gown mm-hmm. that by the style looked outdated by like three two or three centuries yeah. like very like not it's a ghost wearing a wedding dress yeah um <laughs> gliding through the room holding a candle no yeah i don't want to see those things yeah, creepy right 
Yeah, I just... I'd be like, get out of my room. Uh, (laughs) Just, can you leave, please? Excuse me. Um, Apparently, many servants came and went, as some of them claimed to see the ghost of the mistletoe bride, and others just felt, like, extremely uneasy being in the house. So, a lot of people kind of cycled through. Okay. Because I guess they didn't want to be there. Um, A man who worked there for a while, but ended up quitting you know, sooner than he expected he would, mm-hmm. also claimed that on several nights he would hear scurrying footsteps. It's like Not hurrying, scurrying? Quick ones. Um, Why running... does it have to be quick? Why? He said he would hear scurrying footsteps running up the hallway into the attic, as well as the swishing sound of skirts. Um, Interesting. <laughs> and um, he said all the sounds would end with a muffled thump that sounded like the falling lid of a heavy chest. Okay. Liars, all of them. <laughs> That's so... I don't like ghosts. I don't want ghosts. I don't want them either. I mean, nobody wants a ghost. But, but... I mean, if you're going to be staying in a castle, house, <laughs> or whatever that's like a thousand years old, there's got to be like a couple. Can you stay there now? Is it like available to stay there? Um, I don't think you can stay there. What is it now? I think, like I said, in the during there. World War Two, it was used as like like something for the soldiers, mm. and then I think it was a hospital. And what? There's no ghosts from all of the people from this said. Oh, hospital? I'm sure there's more now. <laughs> um, it, it is. What is it now? I don't know. That's why I asked you, man. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> That's okay. It out. You know what? That's okay. But I think you can still go there, though. Like, okay. I think it is whatever it is. Oh, you know what? I'm remembering now. I think that there was someone who bought it recently because I read something that said it was on the market like three years ago. I think after the like housing soldiers, and then it was a hospital, and then I think it sort of like not was abandoned, but like then oh, someone scary than someone an abandoned yeah, hospital. Someone owned it that wasn't <laughs> doing anything with it. So okay. I read an article saying it was on the market. I think like two or three years ago. And I think that they're, like, re-sort of doing some things. Okay. Or some things had been redone and then it was sold. So it sounds like maybe it will be sort of, okay. like, opened as a historical site if it's not already hmm. one. Okay. But, yeah, I believe that, like, you can you can, Witness it. Yeah, you can at least go there, <laughs> I think, and maybe, like, look into it before you go. But I think you can go inside okay. or maybe, like, it's going to be... Some sort of historical it's site or riddled something. Riddled with but, ghosts anyways. But it is cool. That's <laughs> Okay, she's showing me. She's showing me. Oh, you know what? You know what, Haley? That is exactly what I pictured. Yeah, That right? is like precisely what was in my head. Yeah. And yeah. when I looked at it too, I was like, oh my God, it looks like a hospital or something. Like, it does. It's, it's just yeah. too big. Like, can you imagine someone living there? No. No. That's ridiculous. No. I mean. Like, I can already tell there's too many stairs for my lazy ass. So. Yeah. <laughs> There would be no scurrying on my end in there. That's it looks sure. like there's like three levels. And, and then also there's like yeah. a flat roof. So I wonder if you can go up there. That would be cool. pretty sweet. Pretty wicked. And it looks like there's about like mm, a thousand rooms. <laughs> roughly. Yeah, roughly. Roughly a thousand. Yeah. Only two baths though. <laughs> can you imagine? Um, yes, I... there's 87 rooms and two baths. And one one bath. of them's a half bath. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One's, yeah, it's just a sink, actually. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, most of its previous residents would go shit in a bucket. In the lawn. (laughs) Well, isn't that how they did it anyways? Yeah, with their chamber pots. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that is the legend of the mistletoe bride. I liked that. I mean, I... 
It's, sad. it's tragic, it's of tragic. course, but it's like an interesting story hmm. as far as yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like almost like sweet as well in the sense of like he waited his whole life for his bride. Like he never went anywhere else. He was that's like, so I'm sad. staying right here because I know she's here somewhere. Yeah. Fuck, that's sad. I know. He did find her. So, I mean, at least he got closure. At least he got a resolution. It just took Yeah, it could have been long. worse, you know. It could have yeah. like he died and then like a maid found her. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Brutal. No. <laughs> well, he probably just like wouldn't have died ever until he found her. Yeah, he would like still be alive. Maybe. Today. Yeah. That was a good one. I liked that. Oh, well, Merry fucking Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Sadness for everybody. <laughs> and maybe, you know, sing a, sing a song. Sing a song sing for a the Mistletoe song. Bride. Yeah. Maybe don't sing the Mistletoe Bride song or the Christmas Shoes song. That or, one's just or, not Or, you exist. know what? Get a new tradition going in your family, guys. See if, yeah. see if they're into it. Just go play hide and seek and somebody die. <laughs> somebody just get stuck somewhere yeah, don't play hide and seek this christmas guys no actually yeah if, if there's anything we've learned from this episode it's never play hide and seek ever never, again. ever again it's a terrifying yeah. game yeah and it ruins lives this is us still trying to do the whole how to not get killed thing is us yeah. giving advice don't do this don't play hide and seek don't yeah no fun for anybody because <laughs> <laughs> you will die <laughs> But yeah, okay, I like that. I like that. that. That was a good one. That was good. good. I'm glad. And it, like the nice thing is that it wasn't like necessarily like all like murdery and like no, no, blood like she like there was one thing that I read that someone thought that maybe she was like put in the chest by like a jilted lover. But yeah. I mean, by the guy who wanted to kiss her but couldn't. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if I don't get to kiss you, nobody does. Nobody can. <laughs> um, but the most, yeah, the more common like story that i found was that like she went and hid there and then he found her 50 years later because yeah. like um, when you said the hand thing my mind went to like who was holding it down but then mm, you explained the, yeah. yeah she's trapped fuck okay well mm -hmm. i liked that one that was that was a good one yeah guys let me know it's good let me know yeah. if you liked it if you hated it let me know and and you know what you liked it <laughs> you liked it <laughs> um yeah happy holidays everybody yeah stay safe Stay safe and has a, a nice relaxing yeah. time. Don't whatever, drink and drive. Whatever you do. Do, yeah. do all the Don't drink eggnog and drive. No. No. I mean like non-alcoholic eggnog. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah, but not Lap the kind that, that I shit drink. Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Don't let Haley make you eggnog and then drive after. <laughs> no. Oh my God. You know what? Actually, moral of the story, never let Haley make you a drink in general and then try to drive because it's going to be strong. <laughs> like it's just, Yeah. I have a gift. <laughs> she has a heavy pour. That's for sure. <laughs> Okay, so on that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. And keep it Christmas sleazy. Yeah. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hollis Lay. Hollis. Yes, <laughs> Haley. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Bye. <laughs>